It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. This episode, titled The Biggest Queen You've Ever Seen, originally aired on Patreon on April 23rd, 2020. Enjoy. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam, for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of the Hive Jive. Morning. <laughs> Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever good night, is, whatever. You're at. <laughs> yep, whatever it is, wherever you are. We could be upside down. Be. Are, are we upside down or are they upside down? Depends on who you ask. I know, that's kind of the way. Uh, Shannon, we have a new producer now. Shannon's in here with us. And, and Shannon, did you know that people in Australia just untie the, the ropes and let the rockets fall off the earth? No. Yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah. They don't have to space take programs, off. Space programs in Australia are way more efficient. You just, just untie, untie the, the rocket and it falls into fall space. Down. <laughs> here I am picking on Australians. Yeah, man, you would think, and uh, you'd think you would understand the concepts of gravity and how things work on a sphere, but apparently not. Are you one of those flat earthers? Is that why you seem to think that, uh, you know, people can fall off the underside and there's only an up and a down instead of a round? <laughs> Could be. Maybe that's what it is. You know, I almost became Australian. My dad wanted to go to Australia uh, when we were all kids. It was mom and daddy and five of us kids. And uh, daddy had it all set up. We were going to Australia. And he he had so much land they were giving for each kid. And we were going to raise sheep. And, uh, and uh, mama put her foot down and says, no, she's going to be too far from her family. And that was the end of that. <laughs> how was that yep i think hmm. it would have been fun i'd have been talking with a different accent <laughs> you know i don't know it would have been redneck still it just would have been australian redneck <laughs> <laughs> you no. wouldn't have gotten away from the redneck part uh, probably not but it'd been fun but uh you know so you you've been uh you've been on a trap out extravaganza oh, yes. adventure here lately yes you know we told about the one tree that they told they, that the landowner took us to, and the bulldozer operator says, "Oh, that never attacked me when I got too to close. or attacked the bulldozer." And uh, okay, so the landowner got hold of me, and I've known him since high school. And he says, "Can you do anything? Won't you cut this tree down and cut the top out of it and put boards on each end and take it home?" Oh, hell no. Them, boy, them, boy, them bees going to eat me up when I crank that chainsaw up and go to cutting on their tree. So I decided I'm going to do a trap out. So I was over there the other day getting everything unloaded to do the first one. He says, oh, Ken, yeah, what you got, Rick? Got another tree. Bulldozer operator found another tree, so you're going to have to do it too. So we went over there and looked at it and. That hole's about, the, the first one's about six, six and a half feet off the ground. This one's about 10 feet off the ground. So it's going to be Max's trap out. You know, he's going to have to crawl up the ladder to do it. And uh, so, uh, but yes. Yeah, so. That's why I got the picture yeah. that didn't have anything done. It was just a picture of a tree because Max hasn't done it yet. Yeah, Max <laughs> hasn't done it yet. Uh -uh. So we're going to probably get to 
do it and Monday or Tuesday. It's supposed to be beautiful Monday and Tuesday, so and then go to rain and Wednesday. So we're gonna probably do them. Uh, so yeah, I've got my trap out already set up, and we'll be doing that one either Monday or Tuesday. So we'll have pictures for all of that, and I'll be sending them to you so you can post them on. And but uh, yeah, these guys, all they're doing is bulldozing the trees over and burning them. They don't care if bees are in there or not. So at least they're giving us a chance to come and get the bees out. Uh, you know, if we get the, if the if the queen comes out, we get her. If not, I guess we'd get most of the colony. So at least we're getting to save some of them. Yeah, I mean, you're trying. Yep. You're you're trying to. If you can, if you can get the queen out of there, then you you've basically got the core of the colony. You've got the heart of the colony. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it will go through and, and continue on and regrow and establish. And, and so then you've, you've accomplished something, even if you miss some of the foragers or nurse bees and brood and, and some of that stuff. So that does work. But if not, you have a bunch of foragers that uh, you're going to end up either having to turn around and install them into a hive that doesn't have enough bees in it. To kind of bolster that population of bees, or you're going to have to put a queen in there with them. But you've got to do it in a time frame before those workers decide to go laying worker, because then you don't want to add them to anything, and it's just going to cause a huge problem. I know you said to do it. What we got basically 21 days. So 21 days. We're going to. I told Max that's his 20th day. We're going to pull those frame pull that those boxes down because uh the big one we got that's the picture that you have we're going to put a 10 frame brood box on the, underneath it to make it a trap out box and then on the first one we got a, i got an eight frame brood box under it and so that's what we're using there so we're just going to drop them down uh pull either add more frames and make it just a brood box and put this, you know, make that the hive or we'll pull the bees out and put them in new boxes. So we'll just do whatever we need to do to make it work and uh, work with some mean damn bees, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you did, you did have the right approach, though, whenever the bulldozer was telling you, He's like, man, this one is really mean. Like they, they covered the entire tractor and they were all over me. And, and you were like, well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're mean. You hit them with a big stinky yellow tractor. So. <laughs> Rally, clink, 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 clink. Yeah. 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 So it, that, that's going to upset any colony. So there, there's no telling what their true temperament and disposition is, but uh, anybody that gets hit with a bulldozer is not going to be very friendly about it. The second colony, I think, is a little testy. Once you get within about 15 feet of it, they come look at you. Once you get within about 8 or 10 feet of it, they're down there talking to you. And you uh, don't, I hadn't made it to the tree yet. <laughs> well, let, me, let me ask you this. Are you wearing, uh, are you wearing your you know, swarm commander from soaking and marinating no, in your truck with swarm no, commander? No, I'm just in the truck. No, uh, exactly. Does the swarm nothing. commander still in the truck? Of course. Well, there you go. Get that crap out of your truck, Ken. Go, like, right now. Get it out of your truck. 
not literally right now. Don't leave, don't leave the, the mic and the recording, but, uh, but no, seriously, when you get home, get that crap out of your truck. We've been talking about this for months now. Get it out of your truck. Well, now I've got it in jars. I got it in a plastic bag and I got it in a jar and screw the lid on there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. So, yeah. I don't know if too little, too late, man. help, but, uh, <laughs> but I need it. I, I need it. I don't want to have to go home and get it and then bring it back. So uh-huh. maybe I just put it in my bee box and carry it in the back of the truck. But then it gets too hot. What, you don't think the inside of your cab gets too hot? It might. Maybe, that's yeah, why. Uh-huh. maybe it boils out and it, it gets all over everything. Uh-huh. Maybe they just come down there and say, damn, you're the biggest queen I've ever seen. I'm, we're going to have eat you. And I'm saying, no, I'm not a queen. I'm just out here going to steal you. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, oh dear. What about the gentleman whose house you were going to do the trap out on? Did you finally give up on that? Well, I told him how to, you know, I was going to do this. And I said, well, Terry, you know, why don't you just put some screen wire around there and then all the holes that they go into, fill it full of, uh, of, uh, steel wool. And I said, you know, then our, all right, maybe I'd just get there and I'll do a trap out. Over the time I got there, he had already screened the pipe over and filled everything full of steel wool. I said, done. So now he calls me, he says, Ken, we've had two swarms come by since you came by. I said, swarms? Oh, yeah. He said, they swarm on the pipe. And I says, it may be swarms. They just smell the honey, and they're trying to get in there to a new home. So I'm thinking about taking some swarm traps over there and put out around it and see if I can get them with, uh, you know, I'll put brood comb in there and swarm commander and see if I can catch those swarms coming in there. Yeah, maybe. Worth a shot. You guys, so far with all your swarm traps and everything that you have up, you haven't actually found any that you've successfully caught anybody yet, huh? Well, you know, it's been, you know, normally we don't see the swarms till mid-May. You think about when we got all those swarms last year. Uh, it was um, that was August. <laughs> well, that was well, weird. We started, that was August. Yeah, that one was in August. That one that. Uh, that came in with fifty or sixty thousand bees. It just was God, that was the largest. That was huge. But you said that's an abscond, and probably was. Probably we just had a bad storm, and probably tore a tree up somewhere. So I don't know, but uh, usually we don't get our 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 swarms till oh mid to late May. And that's when we start seeing the big the swarms come through. So. Well, something that that I noticed this year. Well, this year's uh, it's, it's really hard to determine what's going on as far as like swarm calls and stuff. I do see a lot of people online that are, you know, constantly going through and, and posting and tagging us in the posts that you know here's swarm number twenty four and and they're yeah. but what they're doing is they've got themselves on a call list and any swarm that shows up on somebody's property balled up in their tree or on their house or wherever, you know, they're, they're racing all the other beekeepers to try to get there get the swarm, catch it and bring it home. And that was something that I did in my first year and a half to two years of beekeeping. And then after a little while, I, it kind of went by the wayside. If I happen to be in the vicinity and I happen to have the stuff with me, I might go respond to one of them, but I've got some pretty strict contingencies on when I will, will and won't do it. 
Um, but, you know, from going and doing the removals and doing all the other stuff, I'm too busy to go chase swarms, and I've got plenty of bees. So um, I will put up swarm traps like you did. I do have some swarm traps up the main apiary so that if I miss any of my colonies and they do swarm, maybe they will move into one of these, you know, and then I can just kind of reclaim them and add them back into to the, the, the flow, basically. But um, speaking of the flow, actually, yeah. I actually would not no not that flow okay. um, nectar flow. I went out and so did a, did a big inspection of everybody the other day and was really kind of shocked because for us starting in February and then all through March, we had colonies that were just growing and expanding and exploding. And then all of a sudden April hit and we started having these really bizarre, you know, it'll rain for two or three days. And then you've got one day of sunshine and then a cold front hits and it drops down cold where it's actually getting to like 30 and 40 at night and then only up into the 50s or barely the 60s during the day. And then it warms back up to 90 degrees and then we get two or three more days of rain. And so it's just, it's been all over the place. But what I found is all of those colonies that were exploding in March are now hungry in April. They've got tons of bees and they built out tons of comb and now they have no food and there's not a lot of food out there but the apiary itself is covered in flowers right now and there's there's flowers out there i can't even identify and there's bees all over them but going through and checking what was it on uh thursday mm -hmm. on thursday i requeened multiple colonies i made one split and then i checked about 25 different colonies and only two colonies out of everybody had any capped food stores that they had gotten on their own accord. And it was just one frame or one bar. And then there was maybe in the rest of the colonies, maybe one little section about the size of your hand where they had open liquid in the cells. And that was it. Everything else was empty. And it was kind of shocking. But that's one of those things we've got to watch for in nature that... You know, you see a, a field of wildflowers and you're like, there's plenty of food out there for them, but you don't take into account the fact that it's raining every other day yep. or that it, it's cold. And so the flowers may not be producing nectar or they're producing it, but the rain washes it out and it's not giving it enough time to fully regenerate the nectar. You know, the 24 to 48 hours needed to regenerate the nectar before it rains again and washes it back out. So your bees can starve in the middle of a field of wildflowers yep. if the conditions are correct so that was something that was a little bit shocking to me that uh i was very it, it kind of caught me off guard because normally at this point you know we're we're ramping up and going into the okay now we're on the 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 main stretch here and it's just a sharp increase and in ramp all the way up into may and then it plateaus in the middle of may all the way through june at our peak and this year it's like man you guys were doing really good and now you're struggling so Definitely something to keep an eye on. Well, you know, I had a, another beekeeper on my regular show earlier today, and she was saying the same thing. She says, you know, Ken, it, everything was going wonderful, and then all of a sudden, poof, it just quit. And I said, well, that's what we, I had noticed, too, and John had noticed it, too. And she said, oh, yeah, it's not with just y'all. It's everybody. And and uh, so, you know, well, you know, it's just something that uh, – I guess that's why you got to keep your head stuck in there at least, what, you tell me once a month or something or once every two weeks you need to be looking and see what's going on. 
Once Never every six once months, a month. Every six months? Is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> you need to do at least partial inspections every five to seven days. Well, and I you do need to that. do a I drive full, by and look at them, see if they're outside. That's not an inspection. That's not an inspection. You need to do a full inspection every 14 days. So every two weeks, you better go through everything and make sure everything is still in order and correct. And every week in between there, you need to do a spot check, especially if it is the time of year where, like right now, where we're in the potential, quote unquote, nectar flow, yeah. um, where they can be growing, expanding very quickly. Every week you need to be checking, do I need to give you more space? Have you drawn out the combs that I gave you earlier or are they still empty? You know, like those types of things are, are very crucial to being able to stay ahead of the colony or keep up pace with the colony as they rapidly expand and grow. But, um, and then in between those, you need to go through and be like, okay, are you still laying tons of brood? Is it still wall-to-wall -wall brood or is there no brood in here because there's no food? Because if there's no food and there's no brood, they're not gonna draw any comb for you. You know, so there's, you've gotta be cognizant of all that. At the same time, for our honey producing colonies, you know, we've gotta keep a really close eye on it because if I have to feed them, I need to do it in small amounts because I don't wanna feed them so much that they store it because then if the nectar flow all of a sudden does come back really strong and heavy, now my honey will be potentially mixed with sugar syrup and we never want that. So we usually stop feeding. Technically, I should have stopped feeding. I usually stop feeding in mid-April and I let them fend for themselves all the way up in through the nectar flow so that I know they've burned through any excess food that they may have, which we try to never really let them get to that point, but they burn through it and then everything in the colony is all pure nectar. And this year, you know, now it's all of a sudden here we now, are. The, or whenever, yeah. Well, it will be, but here's yeah. the problem, though. Now I've got colonies that are starving, mm -hmm. and I have to feed them, and I don't have a choice. Yep. So we we're walking this fine line of what is it going to do and what is it going to be like. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that all plays out. I know, you know, since I got some, I got what eleven packages, I got two splits, and. I've been feeding the heck out of them. And, oh, by the way, the splits are doing great. We opened them up the other day. Bunch of comb in there. Really didn't pull any out to check for brood, which we will. I think we're going to do that Monday. I told Max we got to open because the last time I talked to you, well, was any brood there? No. Oh, no. Well, you didn't pull. Hey, hang on, hang on. So you just told me that you looked at them and they're doing great, but you didn't pull anything out to see if there's any brood, which means – you didn't inspect them, and you actually don't know if they're doing great. No, there are plenty of bees in there. That doesn't and, mean anything. And they've got four frames of, of uh, comb all in there now. They've got, uh, what did we put, two in there? Now they've got, they've drawn out the other two, and but we're going to check now and see if it's brood. Uh-huh. Well, they're, they're and, comb. We didn't want them to leave. <laughs> oh, no, they're not going to leave because it's a split. And the split literally didn't even understand what happened. We picked up the frame with the queen on it, put her in another box, and then picked up another frame with bees and put it in the other box, yep. and then shook a couple frames in there. Yep. They're not going to leave because they don't even realize anything happened. <laughs> so, it's not a package. It's a split. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they've drawn out, that's the prettiest comb, that new comb, white and feathery looking. Oh, that, wow. Maybe I'm just used to that old nasty black stuff that I've been using that I got from That you've been Mark. buying. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're 
fixing to really get into it and I figure it's next week we're going to get a bunch of phone calls to go get uh, swarms because it's supposed to get pretty next week. So I got a feeling that there'll be a bunch of bees starting to move. Well, there could be. And anytime we have the weather issues and stuff where it's where they've been cooped up because it is too cold or too rainy, even if they weren't at a place where they thought they needed to swarm, by the time three or four days of being cooped in that hive go by, they will have changed their mind and they will definitely think that uh, they should swarm because they feel like they're cramped and congested mm -hmm. simply because the workers aren't leaving to go to work every day like they should. Oh, that's sort of like COVID-19. <laughs> we are all ready to swarm or abscond. <laughs> we just want to get the hell out of here. We just want to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, uh, that sounds about right. That's yeah. That's very true. And we just talked to how many thousands of people that are millions of people that understand exactly what we just said, because everybody's doing the social distancing thing now. That's true. There are millions of people out there who understand. However, there are not millions of people that are listening to this bonus episode. <laughs> oh, I know that. I know, but you can... Thousands. All that are listening there's not even thousands, actually. These So on the main segments, there are thousands of people that listen to the main segments. On the bonus episodes, there are not. There are just our wonderful patrons, yep. our friends and family who are supporting us here on Patreon. And that's definitely not thousands. No, it's not thousands. Um, Maybe it is, it is like, no, it's not even that. It's, uh, it's. Well, I can't look because I'm on my phone. Oh, I'll tell you, man. Because um, we're doing a social between, distancing thing. <laughs> yeah, it's between like 54 and 64. It's somewhere okay. in that range yeah. is, is the total number of patrons that we have. And we love and every one of them. That's exactly what I was going to say. We love each and every one of you. You are all absolutely amazing and fantastic. And you are allowing us to continue doing what we enjoy and it helps us continue to help all the other people out there who are getting into beekeeping or even have been doing beekeeping for a while to provide that information and also the entertainment and goofiness that comes along with it and continues to help support us so that we can do these other things, which as soon as the world hopefully starts to come back to some semblance of normal, <laughs> we can do those things so we can get the rest of the stuff out there for you guys. But yeah, we absolutely appreciate it 100%. And Brett, we will have shirts before long. <laughs> we we do. Uh, just like it slowed everything else down, it has also slowed down, you know, production companies and people that are doing manufacturing and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of places have shifted their focus to things to kind of help out with some of the relief efforts. So we are still waiting on that test shirt to show up so that we know that it's good quality before we say, go for it, put hundreds of them out there. Uh, Brett said he wanted his autographed. No, and I told him, I was like, I, I, I said, uh, well, that will be challenging because once you put in your order, it goes directly to the person that is actually, uh, you know, printing and distributing them. And then it goes straight from the warehouse to you. We don't ever see it. And uh, and you had a, a very, very bright, funny idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to send him post-its. <laughs> You stick them on the shirt. Post-its in the mail <laughs> with our signatures on them, yeah. and then you can just stick them to your shirt, and then yeah. you'll have a signed shirt. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy! 
Well, everybody, we are going to call it quits for today. So thank you for tuning in and joining us here for another bonus episode. As you just heard, we obviously greatly appreciate it. It is wonderful and amazing. And we hope that everybody out there is doing well. Welcome to all you new patrons who just signed up, who are listening to episodes. You'll get to this one eventually. Um, there's not as many of these out there yet as there are main segments. So, you know, you should be able to catch up pretty quickly. But welcome and, and thank you so much. And we will talk to you guys next Monday for the main segment. And then, of course, next Thursday, you'll have another full episode. And maybe I will finally get some of the editing done on the deeper dives. And you'll have several of those on the way as well. So look for that. And uh, get anything else you want to say, Ken? Oh, just be watching for, let's see. Now, we're not going to do, put that over here where I'm doing the trap outs and all that. That's over on the main segment, right? Huh? Who? What? Uh, uh, uh. We just, no. Did we talk about trap outs here or on the other one? I, I, we talked to, about it. I've we been talked up about since it 1 o'clock. Huh? That's only, it's only been 30 minutes ago, Ken. Come on, man. <laughs> I've been up since 1 o'clock. Don't pester me. I'm getting tested. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, are you getting hangry? Do you yeah, need I'm getting eat? hangry. <laughs> I need breakfast. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, y'all be good. Family, y'all be healthy. Be safe. <laughs> bye 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 family see y'all later <laughs> this hive jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you and we appreciate your support to all our hive jive junkies out there you truly are the bee's knees <laughs> <laughs>